What up, everybody? My name is Brandon. I am Linux Liaison. Now, usually I like to write about Linux, but here on yet another tech podcast, I like to give things a little bit more of a general perspective. Now, today's focus is on Android Oreo. As most of you know, Google releases a new version of Android every year, and this year is no different, but I think the marketing approach is very different this year. Of course, everybody knows that there was the total eclipse that happened here in North America, down in the States. Yay, I'm Canadian. And Google poised the Android launch to coincide with this eclipse. Now, of course, you can make the association between the Eclipse and an Oreo with the light filling and the dark chocolate moon in front of the light filling. You get the point. And of course, Google highlighted this in their ad video, which I'll link down in the description. But in general, I find that the marketing approach for Android Oreo is quite different. There's been a shift in attitude with the marketing. There's more of a presence for Android Oreo here. There's actually a superhero Oreo Android thing. Now last year with Android Nougat, there were improvements made to the notifications with notification bundling. So for example, with Gmail, if you had several emails that were new under a limit of like two or three, you would be able to see each individual email from the notification shade. And with the introduction of Android Nougat, there was also per app notification behavior control. So you could control whether a certain app's notifications were silent, only vibrate, you could block them all like you can do now, but still having that per app control was something that I think was very important to add. Now, of course, this year with Oreo, notifications have continued to be improved with notification dots. Now, this is not entirely new. We've seen something like this on iOS with the notification dots. You could see how many emails you have just by the dot that's on the top right corner of your email application icon. But this has now been added to Android, which is a welcome addition. Next up, we've got notification snoozing, which seems just like a logical thing now that I really think about it. You could always snooze your alarms, but you can never snooze your notifications. I just felt like this duh moment when I thought about it. After that, we've got the notification channels. Now this is actually a really interesting feature. So developers can create separate channels for certain types of notifications. So for example, on Twitter, your mentions and your follows or likes can all be in different notification channels. you'd end up getting notifications of only your likes or only your mentions or only when somebody follows you and this would be done at a system level basis rather than having to do it within the app settings for that app. Now going back to Android Nougat, there were a lot of multitasking improvements that were made that brought around better battery life and this year is no different. What's going to be available to developers is better scheduling which will allow apps to coalesce their background activities to a more convenient time. So for example, 
instead of polling every five seconds while you're on battery, it'll only poll every five seconds if you're charging and it'll only poll every 20 seconds if you're on battery, which will allow you to have more battery life and use less CPU cycles. Another thing that's really welcome in this version of Android is the restriction of how much cation polling can be done in the background, which I'm sure is an absolute prize for those who are privacy enthusiasts. Continuing on performance improvements, we have faster booting. Apparently, the Pixel with Android Oreo will now have twice as fast booting times. So it's gonna take half the time just to boot up. I wonder what phones like the Samsung Galaxy will end up having in terms of an improvement. But my question really is, what type of person really values that boot up time? How many people really turn off their phone that often? I know that I've got my phone on 24 hours a day, even while I'm sleeping simply because I have no other means of communication with other people. So I don't have a house phone. I usually use just my cell phone. So if somebody needs to contact me in, a, in an emergency, well then my phone is available. I've usually got it on priority mode so that only a few people can actually reach me in the middle of the night. Now the next two features actually deeply worry me in terms of privacy and security. The first of the two is smart pasting. So what smart pasting will be is imagine you're looking at an email that has an address in it and then you want to look up where that address is on Google Maps for example. Well when you switch over to Google Maps from that email you'll be suggested to paste this address automatically. Android will analyze what's on your screen and provide suggestions of what you should paste on your next screen. I don't know if it'll happen in the same app but this is how it's being described in the example. Now of course you can see where the privacy issue is. Android is analyzing the things that are on your screen but of course this is nothing new. Google Instant still had that thing since a few versions and I don't know the more Android goes along the more privacy is being sacrificed for the sake of convenience. And the second of these two features is autofill for password managers. So imagine you need to enter a password on some website, well, there is going to be an API that's introduced in Android Oreo that allows password managers to copy and paste your passwords into whatever app. Now, my main problem with this is the fact that somebody could blindly download some sort of rogue app from the App Store or sideload it, for, the, for example, that allows them to log into many platforms all at once. Now this app is obviously fake because I said it was a rogue app, but now this app has all your passwords and you can do nothing about it. Anybody who made that app has access to all of your accounts because of this one security risk. So this is a feature that I don't welcome and I don't encourage people to use. I don't use a password manager simply because that introduces a single point of failure 
for every single account that you have. But that's just my opinion. Also, there's new emojis in Android Oreo. Whoop-de-doo. Now this next one, I really wasn't expecting. So imagine picture in picture. You're watching Netflix or something and you want to check the latest scores of the baseball game. Well, you can do that without having to pause Netflix now. This was seen on TV where let's say you're sharing the TV and you want to watch the baseball game, but your wife wants to watch her soap opera. Well, you could do picture in picture and have your baseball game playing in the corner and then your wife gets to watch her show at the same time. But the reason I think that this didn't become wildly popular is because the TV itself is a single purpose device. You only use it to watch content. So picture in picture is just for when you want to watch two pieces of content. But in a day and age where everybody can have a TV in their room relatively inexpensively, well then there's no need for picture in picture because everybody has their own TV. You don't have to share the TV. And what same person really watches two shows at the same time? The mobile platform just really makes a lot more sense for a picture in picture simply because you do more than one type of thing on it. You don't just consume content. You can also be on Twitter while you're watching 13 Reasons Why or some other series on Netflix. So I think that this is going to be a really popular feature on Android Oreo. One thing that I don't think is going to be very popular is the yet another change to the settings structure. I find that every year they change the settings structure and while I don't have a phone that can update to the newest version of Android, every time I use a new phone or a different phone, I find that the settings structure is wildly different. And even me as somebody who's technologically literate more than the average person, I have trouble finding the right settings and how to do thing X on X phone. So Google, if you could just stop changing the setting structure, that'd be great. And now the last thing that isn't quite exclusive to Oreo, but was announced with Oreo is something called Google Play Protect. So now Google is apparently putting forth the idea that they are scanning the apps for malware and making sure that there's no malware in the apps that you download in the app store or any apps that you've already downloaded and you're going to update. I'm not sure if Google was scanning the apps and their updates before or if this is something that's completely changed, but it's definitely something that's not exclusive to Android Oreo. I am on version 6 of Android and I have Google Play Protect as well. So it's not exclusive to Android don't think it is. But one thing that's interesting about Google Play Protect is it outlines yet another feature that is not exclusive to the latest version of Android. And I think this is Google noticing that they don't have to have the best features exclusive to the latest version of Android so that everybody updates to Android or that everybody buys the new phone. Because of course, Android will sell regardless of what they do with the latest version so long as they catch up to most of the basic features that the iPhone will have. So no matter what features are added to which version, Google's bottom line doesn't change because Android phones are going to sell regardless and they only make royalties off of Android in the first place. 
But of course, that's not to say that Android isn't profitable. It is wildly profitable for Google. And so some final thoughts. Android seems to be more put together as the versions go along. The parts at the ends of the operating system seem to be meeting in the middle and finally are linking together in a logical way in a way that makes it a truly worthy competitor to iOS rather than simply being the inexpensive alternative. And of course, the marketing difference is a start but I think that if Google continues in the direction that they're going with the marketing, I think that Android Oreo is going to be absolutely huge. Android Oreo is going to be another ice cream sandwich, which was Android version 4. Android version 4 was a huge mark to a new beginning for Android. It was a complete redesign to the visual aspects of Android. And I think ever since Android 4, Android has really become a real penetrator in the market. And if Google can further penetrate the market with Android Oreo, I think that everybody's going to win, honestly. Perhaps even Android Oreo will become a status icon like Apple once was. So of course, Android Oreo is available to manually update, but for manufacturers that are not Google, well, I think it'll take a little time before Android gets released. And I think this is a problem because you have to wait for the manufacturer to make their modifications to the Android operating system. But then you also have to wait for the carrier to actually push out the update. And I think it's just a broken system that you have to go through the carrier. I think that you should be able to update your phone natively without the use of a carrier, for example, over Wi-Fi or something. Why is this still a restriction? Now, of course, that's up to speculation, and that's for another time. Now, if you have any comments on anything that I've said today, please don't hesitate to hit me up on Twitter, at Brandon Nolet or on Mastodon at Brandon Nolet, or on Instagram even at Linux Liaison. I don't have Snapchat yet though. Maybe I should. Let me know. And if you enjoyed anything that I said today, please don't hesitate to share on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Weibo, VK, anything like that, social media.